Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
surrender to you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise the Lord. Praise you, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, <clears throat> mighty Jehoshua. Praise the Lord. I hope everyone can hear me fine tonight. Thank you, Lord. We surrender all to Jesus, who is in control of all things, who we know that is faithful, and who is going to bring to come to pass his promise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. If you hear me too low, let me know. Thank you, Lord, so I can increase the microphone volume and we can go ahead. Thank you, Lord. And um, I, I just want people to hear the program. Thank you, Lord. And hear it clear uh, without any noise. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. What a great God. We we are so thankful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Welcome to another Bible study, Tuesday night Bible study. Bible study is always exciting, my brother and my sister, because it's to get to know God's Word, to, to see through the lens of the Word of God the upcoming event. Amen. So we'll be in Daniel 10. We're going to go to Daniel 10, my brother and sister, because we are in the last days. Tell them, Sister Wendy, our lead, Sister Regina, the Lord's servant. Amen. Because we are in the last days. We cannot take for granted what the Word of God says in Second Thessalonians 2. But in connection, this is from the uh, uh, Geneva Bible, I believe it is. Connection with the coming of the Lord Yeshua. Okay, the Messianic Bible, actually. The Messiah are gathering together to meet him. Amen. We ask you, brother, not to easily be shaken in your thinking and anxious because of the spirit spoken. Okay, message letter supposedly from us claiming that the day of the Lord already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. And you know, They've made so much thing here in the Messianic Bible, completion with Bible, that people will say that this already happened. It already come. When that the Lord's hour already come. That we are already in the great tribulation, some people are saying. And this is what Paul says, that we will not be moved. And he uses the word uh, spirit. Spirit. Uh, thinking of or anxious because of spirit. Or spoken message. Okay? And spirits, he's not talking about the Holy Spirit here. He's talking about other spirit that will say that the Lord already come. Or that the rapture already began. Or, or the, the great tribulation already began. Or that the rapture already happened. Things like that. That made no sense to us, the bride of Christ, that was still here. My brother insisted. But Second Thessalonians 2.11 the Bible said, therefore God shall send them 
a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And this is the title of this message tonight, okay? And understanding that there is a strong delusion, okay, that God has sent out there, not to his people, okay? We're going to read to whom this delusion has been sent to. And you may be, you may listen to someone who's under that delusion, my strong delusion, okay? And, and it's like saying a strong demon or a strong possession, okay? Which they will, they will believe the lie. And it's a strong spirit. That's what they believe the lie. So, um, God has done this. And we're going to read why God has done this. Why, my brother and sister, this has happened to these people. Going back to, hallelujah, uh, chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians 2, 2, that GV not suddenly moved from your mind, no trouble, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, uh, after words from us, although that, they, that Christ were at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, and any, any mean is technology or any way, any form, any type of communication. And the way that more, most apply today is satellite, internet, cell phone, chat, like Facebook, Twitter. We're going to have to be careful in the last days because these are ways, means that the devil's using in the last days to deceive people. My brother and sister, he's deceiving people through technology. Okay? Science will increase. Technology will increase. Okay? And it's increasing greatly. AI have increased greatly. Right now, AI is being used almost in every um, company. They're, if they're not applying AI, or they, if they have not applied AI, they are applying it. By ChatGPT four now, okay, and these things are so powerful. That's why the, the strong delusion applies to ChatGPT four because uh, this man—I forget his name online—they created his his message through a ChatGPT voice creator, and it sounds just like him, and it conveys the message just like him, and you think it's him, and they put out up there with his picture on YouTube. In his audio created by Chat GPT, not him, but the AI, and it just sounds more—I believe Morgan, something about Morgan—and it just sounds like him. Okay, and here's the thing with that: they're gonna do the same thing with preacher, like my message, Elvis Zapata. They're gonna use Chat GPT four to create my message and say things that I have not said. Communicate things to people that I have not said, pretending to be a me. Okay, this this is a strong delusion that has just started on the world. My brother and sister, this year, 2023, it was first GP 3.3, then it went to GP 3.5, now it's 5.0. By the end of this year, it's five. Uh, no, actually 4.0 now, 5.0 within a few months. 
5.0 is being tested. Okay? In 5.0, I heard one of the creators said that it will be just like human. You won't be able to tell the difference between a human and ChatGPT 5. Because before they created the audio of this Morgan guy, and it just sounds like him, my brother insisted. So what's coming, the God says in his word, before it came, a strong delusion, okay? And I'm going to tell you why it applied to, to, to Chad GPT 3, 4, 5, and 6, and 7. First of all, because the Lord confirmed to me that AI is a demon. This is why. This is one of the reasons why. I have to say this. Because I, don't, I, I think I only said it a few times, a couple of times, not much. And the strong delusion is coming up now like never before. And if you're not careful, you think you're listening to a woman of God or a man of God, audio testimony, and you don't realize it's Chad GP3-4. And with Chad GP3-5, this, this guy gave a warning it's going to be just like human. You won't be able to tell the difference. Because ChatGPT 3.4 is already confusing people. Thousands of people listen to this audio, and they had no idea that it wasn't the, 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 the speaker, the real speaker, that it was ChatGPT 4.0 doing it. They had no idea. They put it out there. Thousands of people listened, and they thought it was a great program, having no idea that this was a, a, a demon, a machine, okay? No idea. And they say that ChatGPT 5.0 is going to be beyond that. It's going to be like a real, real human. And it's being tested now, and people are going to be shocked. Shocked like people do not imagine. They're already being shocked with, with 4.0. My brother, my sister. So... Wow, wow, wow. We need to be being careful like never before. But then we'll go into the Word of God. We'll study this. We'll research this. We'll, we'll, we'll put the information out there. And my brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Please uh, take this into prayer. Take this to heart. Know and understand that the, the delusion in the last days is a strong delusion. I have this word in me. Thank you, Lord. Lord is confirming it. I have this word all week long, strong delusion, strong delusion. It's what's happening now, like humanity has not seen before with this chat GPT 4.0, because they can create a voice of anyone. Shalom, Jesus, my rock. So the voice of anyone, preacher, pastor, that it can, make, it can do testimony. It can miss in my testimony. Now, the greater um, match of the boys to 100%, and people don't even know. This Morgan guy is famous. It matches his boys 100%. It created his, his, his uh, talk show for an hour or more. They put it on YouTube. Thousands of people listening to it and thought it was great and didn't know it was, a, it was Shot GPT that did it that created the whole idea, the whole speech, the whole voice match, everything. ChatGPT created it and did it for over an hour. 
and thousands of people listened to it, and no one could tell it was fake. Everybody thought it was him. It was just a, another great program he made for an hour. No one can say that this was a digital voice. You can tell the voice was fake. No, mother. It's like you're listening to me now. These people take my voice, they match it, put it on ChatGPT, they create my my voice, and you're listening to the program testifying about this and that, and you cannot even tell it's Elvis Zapata. This is what they did with this guy. And they, this, this other guy now is warning that ChatGPT 5, this was with a 4.0, ChatGPT 5.0 coming up this year later. It's being tested. It is so real that no one will be tell if it's a human or not. The boys match is to 100%, which they've been planning to do this for years. Have They have not been able. Now they have been able to. And, and, and the 5.0 is already blowing people's mind because, you know, it can create any one voice and you cannot even tell if it's a real person or not because it's not digital voice. It can actually match it with analog voice because, Real human voice, it's kind of like analog voice. It's considered like, I don't know, not so much digital. And this thing can, can do both and match it to, to the real voice where you will not be able to tell if it's a person or not. And then it can create testimony. It can testify about this. It, it can, you know, be talking about God as his word can go into the Bible, read the Bible, read the verse for you, and you cannot even tell. It's not the real person. It's just so incredible. And this is going to be, this is what people are saying, that this is going to create minister out of their own likeness in which later on they're going to eliminate the church is what they're planning. Behead, kill the church. Bible says that Christian will be beheaded in the great tribulation. That is their plan. God said it before they do it in his word to eliminate the Christians how these chat GPT create their message to their convenience and then put it out there for humanity. Humanity won't even tell, won't be able to tell. My brother and sisters. Wow. And they already started this. Second Thessalonians 2.3, let no man deceive you by any means. And this is just the mean that they're using. For the day shall not come, it says coming, departing first, and that the men are seen be disclosed even the son of perdition. These are the first thing that needs to happen. The menace needs to be disclosed. You and I need to know who is the Antichrist. Okay? Departing first. This is from the old Geneva Bible, 1599. I'm reading it to you from. Okay? This is the real original message that later they turned it into falling away. Okay? Later, they translated the Bible back in, in the 1960s from the 1800s, from the 1700s, which was departing first into falling away. I don't know how they got from going to heaven in the rapture to falling down to hell later on. My Lord, my God. So let no man deceive you by any means, for the day shall not, shall not come, except there come a departing first. The day is a great day of vengeance of the Lord. It makes total sense. Okay? And that the men of sin be disclosed, the Antichrist, he needs to be disclosed first. Okay? The men of sin needs to be disclosed, even the son of perdition, talking about the Antichrist. That's the Antichrist. He needs to be 
Hallelujah. Departing first and then the men of him will be the close. Amen. And which is a manifestation of the Antichrist. The revealing comes first, the manifestation comes after. This close is manifestation. Put it in the open for everyone to see. Thank you, Lord. I hope that made sense. If it doesn't, you can let me know. Amen. First, the day, first, the day will not come until there's an apostasy. Apostasy, how comes in the men, uh, uh, men who separate him from himself from Torah has been revealed. The one distant from do, for doom, and this is more to the Jewish part of the Bible. But I'm reading from both just to show you, okay, that the Bible concord agrees. My brother, even in, even the one close to the Jewish Bible. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That from Torah has been revealed the one destined for doom. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But the uh, apostasy, the 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 deceiving, which is uh, it's, you know the the four prophets Jesus said in Matthew twenty four. He will oppose himself to everything that the people call a God or, or make an object of worship. Hallelujah. So here, I don't think it makes much, much sense than uh, verse 4 on the, on the Geneva, which in the adversary assault himself against all that is called God, all that is worship, and thus set as God in the temple of God, showing himself, that he is God. So we see here the Antichrist taking the place of God in the third temple. Okay? So we know that before he gets to Israel, Israel must already have the third temple built. The Dome of the Rock cannot be there. I was talking to Brother Ben today that the UN is planning to speak on the two-state solution since last year. They mention it, and we're waiting to see what's going to happen. Because we're, pay, we're praying for the peace of Israel, the peace of Jerusalem, and the prosperity of Israel. Amen. Benjamin Netanyahu just made an announcement this week. Something I was being told that he wants to join the BRICS. He, Israel wants to join the BRICS. And it made sense because the UN is in New York. All the nations are united there. And there is over, I think, I believe it's over 39 votes in favor of the two-state solution, which they already voted on. And now it's the final signing of the two-state solution division where the Jewish will get a part of Jerusalem and the, and the Palestinian and the other part, the Arabs. And the Arabs authorities are waiting for the UN to sign this deal so they can build their police station and the part of Jerusalem that's going to belong to them, put in their army there, their, their police, and forbid the Jewish people to enter the part of Jerusalem. Stop them. Okay, right now, a lot of Jewish who come near the, the Dome of the Rock are arrested. Excuse me, and move away. 
they're arresting them, they're moving them away. And their own land in Jerusalem. My brother insisted. So we, we can see already a favoritism in regard to the Arab who won that part of Jerusalem. My brother insisted. It's happening. Israel is God clock, we know, for the rest of the Pasha, for the Great Tribulation. So Netanyahu this week said that Israel is looking to, to meeting with China and looking, because this is how they, they have to apply for the BRICS. And, and then there'll be a 30-day uh, waiting process where they will check and see what they're going to bring to the table in regard to joining the, the BRICS. My brother and sister, Mexico also is looking to joining the BRICS, which is not going to favor the United States, because once they become a former member of the BRICS, uh, what's coming from Mexico, the United States, it's, it's, it's not going to be good. I know that Ford and Chevy were pulling their, their, from the factory in Mexico, their equipment, bringing them, them to the United States. So somehow they find out that Mexico wants to join BRICS. And once Mexico becomes a former member of BRICS, uh, uh, President Biden was trying to stop the, the Mexican president not to join BRICS, make them offer, make them a lot of things, but it's not working. They still, Mexico still wants to join BRICS. There's something that in the coming months, I believe they already will be a BRICS member. Okay. It's sad because United States will, lo will lose a neighbor nation, my brother and sister. And there are other countries that also wants to join. Brazil is already a former member and have removed the dollar from the currency 100% from the economy this past week. The president spoke and said no more dollar. They don't want no more dollars. It will be the Chinese money, Russians, and the rest, and that's it. So it's already over 20 members former members, it's, I believe 20 plus, and then all these other nations that will like to join and be former members of BRICS, they're going to have to apply and wait 30 days and they'll consider them and then they'll bring them in. But if they have to cut relationship with this nation, this is not good for the U.S. and Canada. Losing Mexico is not a good thing. I don't know if they can still stop it, but We'll see in the near uh, weeks and months to come. Central American countries already signed with BRICS. Africa, uh, South Africa already signed. The other part of Africa, they're, they're still looking into joining BRICS because they already see the prosperity coming into South Africa. So Egypt already signed. Marvel insisted uh, there will be hundreds of countries joining BRICS in the months to come. It's sad because in the moment they join, like right now, companies and factories in the United States, that they are things that they order from China. Because back in the 60, 70, and 80, the United States shipped a lot of companies to China. And all the equipments are there to make shoes and many other things. And now that, that they have created bricks in, in China, because the United States started to sanction it, Sanctioning them, it's sanctioning the United States now. And a lot of things we used to get from China, we're not going to get them anymore. A lot. That are usually people use, things that people use every day, 
that were that been being made in China for over 40 years. Now, we're not going to have anymore. Our our economy, the prices of food, in the months to come, is looking to be in race eight to twenty times more. I don't know how that's going to go with the people, but God has shown us rioting in this country like never before. I hear the prophet of the Lord still saying rioting to come. I'm going to play some out here later on. Of the prophet of the Lord talking about rioting coming to America like America had not seen before. And even talking about the economy falling, Sister Celestia just got a word. It was last night from the Lord that this economy is going to fall. And it's so coincident because I last night, it was last night this morning, I was here in the United States, and I was speaking with my family. We had like a meeting. And we were hearing that from the president that the economy had fallen in my dream. And, and the president was making the announcement. He had something in his hand making the announcement. I can see him on television making the announcement. The economy had fallen. We're sitting there, and, and it was filing for Chapter 7. I believe Chapter 7. It's, I, I believe it's what it's called. I could be wrong. And that now they were going to take, a, take out a measurement in order to, to and that he knew that he knew that they didn't have any more money. And they would try to be creative, I guess. And create from thin air was the word he was using. And that he knows that this is gonna get a lot of people to riot. But that he will have he said that he will have the military ready for for people rioting in every state. That the, he already called the state um the state leaders and let them know that to be ready for any rioting, people getting out of control, out of hand, and that the government will make everything available for that, but the economy has no more money. And me going through that, seeing that this is like a live program you're watching, we were watching, we're sitting in front of the television, we don't have cable in my house for many years now, okay? Because we select what we want to watch. Mostly it's everything of God. And so I was surprised we were watching this here setting. It was like on, on, the, on online because now some like Fox News, they go live online, CNN on them. And they were having this. We were watching it, all of us together. And they were saying that. And Brother Ben said, I knew this was going to come. I knew this was going to happen. I said. So then when Sister Celestia put up her message today, I said, let me listen to what she had to say. And then she's talking about the same thing. And it's like, what a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's a confirmation of what I was watching myself in my own sleep that, that was come soon. That will be happening. And you're going to hear what she has to say. It's about the same thing I'm telling you. The Lord was speaking to her about the same thing. So it was like a confirmation. Before she put it out, I'm, wow. She put it out first. Then I'm listening to the confirmation. It was like it was a 
Same thing I was watching. Same thing, same same word. You hear from her saying the same thing. So, wow. Lord have mercy. Where, where are we? You know, God forgive me, Lord. Help us, Lord, to understand. Forgive our sin and trespasses. Keep us for you, O Lord. Righteous one. In your name. Difficult times are coming. Again, we don't know the day and hour, but we know that we know it's close. And I have this week, this word in my mind all week long. Strong delusion. Strong delusion. In regard to AI. But getting a strong delusion. Because when the Lord took me last year, a couple of years ago, to that AI computer that the government has, behind it was this demon speaking to the maxi computer, supercomputer as we call them. And everything he was speaking, the computer was writing. Like they were asking the computer question, the demon on the other side was responding through the computer to the question that people were asking. But it was a demon. He showed me it is a demon. AI is a demon. That's why they're lying to people, telling them that they're gathering all this information, this is how they're doing this and that. No, it's a demon behind it. It's a strong delusion. And the word strong, my brother and sister, that means it's not easy to, to get away once you're in that. Once you're in it, not easy to get away because there's something strong holding you through it. And this is what this is what the Lord says, Second Thessalonians two eleven. Therefore God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Imagine something that you you people believe and think that it's 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 awesome, but it's a lie. It's a demon. Jesus said in John eight that the the devil, Satan is the father of all lies. My brothers and sisters. So if he's a father, everybody else, hallelujah, is a demon. It, it's a son to him. These are his sons, hallelujah, my brother and sister, that are following after their father. And we have a father, hallelujah. We have a father, and our father is Jesus. Our Father is God, Jehovah. And so we have to stick with God, continue to trust God, believe God only. Because whatever else you believe, my brother and sister, is a lie. Any Anything else besides God that you think that, uh, that you think is right when it's not. See, the devil will say something to people that will make sense. Uh, John 8, 44 Ye are of your father the devil. The lost of your father ye will do. He has been a murderer from the beginning. Above not in truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father thereof. You see, he's the father. The father is the head of the family. The devil is the head of his kingdom. Darkness, my brother insisted. And the fact of the matter is, whoever follow his, 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 his leading is following a liar, a deceiver. 
Busy not deceived, Jesus said. Don't follow the devil. My brother and sister. Very, very important. Very, very important. We understand this. So, you know, Second Thessalonians is about the Antichrist. My brother and sister. It's about the man of sin. That is to come, hallelujah, into the world. That Paul warns the church. My brother and sister. But first it's, it's a departing. All right, going back now to Daniel 10. Daniel 10. Um, then we got two more chapters after this. Then we'll, we'll go back to Revelation later on. And, and the reason why we're going back to Revelation because there's still so much information to share. And, and God willing, if we're still around, we'll share Revelation comparing it to Jeremiah and Isaiah, specifically those in Ezekiel, because it's so prophetic. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. On the third year of King Cyrus of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar, and the thing was true that the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing, and he had understanding of the vision. When God has something planned so perfect like this, like what he had with the children of Israel, it was long, but it was perfect. One thing I was sharing with the brothers and sisters is there was four that did not bend the knees to veil and Babylon, Daniel, Tezra, Meshach, and Abednego. These four did not worship the beast, did not worship the Antichrist, did not worship the Babylonian system, which is the same system today. What was in Babylon during those 70 years, it was today in the last day of the church. A Babylonian system rising. A king is rising, my brother and sister, like Cyrus, the king of Persia. Okay? And the things was revealed unto Daniel about him, which is revealed unto the church, who is the Antichrist Obama in the last days. The greater kingdom was the kingdom of Persia during Daniel. The greater kingdom today of the church of the United States. It made everyone together. But the United States being the leader. So it made sense that the king of Persia was raised in Babylon in the times of Daniel, but today is raised in the United States, Obama. Marvel insisted. And the same thing that the king of Persia did, Cyrus, the king of Persia did. Obama has done in the world today, and is doing through violence today in Kamala Harris. Marvel insisted. He may be hiding behind the scene. He may be hiding behind his king in Europe, behind his presidents and leaders, but they are obeying his order. Marvel insisted. That's what that is. Nothing. He's hiding. But the devil is worse when he's hiding. Because then you don't see what he's doing. You have no idea. He loves to do things from the hiding. Because he can throw the stone at you. And you're turning around looking for the one that hurt you. 
And then the devil comes as your friends and says, look what they're doing to you. And then you look into the other people who supposedly are hurting you, and it's the devil laughing right behind your back. It is him. Cyrus is the same Cyrus today. But he is called his name, Barack Hussein Obama, the falling star from heaven. It's what his name means. And that's what we have amongst ourselves. There's not a name of any leader or president who, who, who you can put together as a falling star, fallen angel. But only Barack Hussein Obama is a falling star from heaven, a fallen angel, fallen demon. My brother insisted. From the original Hebrew, he is the only name that is a falling star. In case you didn't know this. Thank you, Lord. So Paul says to the church, which is the adversary, has sought himself against all that is called God. Okay? Anything in regard to Messiah, the church, he said sought himself. It's like he thinks he's going to win. He's leading people to think that he's going to win. He thinks that throwing the believer, persecuting the, the believer first to be vaccinated did not work well for him. He did got many to get, to, get, to get vaccinated. When he started his RFID in 2013, it did not work well. He thought millions and billions by this time will be vaccinated in the right hand or on the forehead. That didn't work well because it's all in God's timing, not his timing. He's not in control. God is in control. So that plan backfired. So now their plan is the CBDC, the digital currency. They want to get, they want to implement the digital currency by July internationally and get every nation, every country, which we should already see China, Russia, and all these countries already doing it. Everyone is going into CBDC. They're on CBDC, though, but CBDC, which is central bank digital currency, but is actually controlled by the central digital currency banks. That's what it means. It's control. They want to control you. They want to control your money. As long as they can control your money, it will be easy for people to take the RFID in the right hand. Less they can control people's money, this is the delusion. Less they can control people's money, my brother and sister, if they can control your money, take you captive, take you to church to female camps. That's what they did to the Jewish people. When, they, when King Nebuchadnezzar invaded Jerusalem in the times of Jeremiah the prophet, was to take them captive to Babylon and, so, and help control their money, their currency, their gold. Bring them to Babylon. Control their money. Well, they have no control of their money but only the king and the people. And they have them like in FEMA camps that the church is going to be soon, okay, and control what they're going to eat and wear. Control their lives. Take away their property, their belongings, my brother and sister. Submit them to a system where the government has total control. That's what happened in Babylon. It's the same thing that is about to happen in the U.S. and the world. They want to have control. Because if they have control of your bank account, you cannot buy or sell without money. You cannot go to the supermarket 
without any money. You cannot go to work without any money because you need to put gas in your car. You need to go to the gas station and fill your, t- your tank. Without any money, you can't do that. Can't go nowhere. Okay? So having that control over people soon, it's how they're planning to establish their system. And then they'll say to people, if you want to have control, if you want to have money, you want to use money, you got to get the RFID in the right hand or on the forehead. And this is what God showed me the other day. Many are going to fall like the sand of the sea, my brother insisted. Very, very few will say no. Because in order for you to say no, you got to know that God will have to be your supplier, your provider. Jehovah needs you have, need to be Jireth in your life, Jireth in your life, your provider. You're going to have to trust God for your food, your clothing, even your housing. And that kind of faith not many people have. Because if you're not there already, you got to get there with God. My brother and sister, when Daniel was called to come and worship the king, the idol of the king, when he was accused, the man that accused Daniel was the legal system. They represent the legal system. God obeyed the law of the land, they say. And Daniel refused. And then Daniel was arrested to throw in the lion dens. But Daniel had his faith strong in the Lord, that the Lord can deliver him from the lion dens. My brother and sister, that's the kind of faith that we need to have in the last days. Cedra, Meshach, and Abednego, the same. They were going to throw them in the fire lest they worship the, 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 the idol. Idol idolatry is a great sin before God. Lest they worship the, the idol that the, the king had made, accused by the legal system, they were, be, they were going to be burned. But they have faith that God could deliver them from the fire. My brother and sister. And God did so. The testimony is that God would deliver the faithful. Faithful. God, the Lord ears are to hear the prayer of the righteous, the Bible says, of the faithful ones. He will fight for us. He will deliver us. He wants us to have faith in him. My brother and sister, like Daniel. In those days, verse 2, I, Daniel, was mourning three, four weeks. What is it going to take? It may take a lot of crying for you and I. Going to the throne in the days to come to get our answer from God to supply our need. Daniel did this for three, four weeks. If Daniel him, uh, him, uh, man thinking, you know, as a as a logical man thinking here, if Daniel will go on three weeks without food and water more, he would have died. Medically speaking, you can only go three weeks without food, I believe it is. Okay? With water. Okay? So, 
whatever you do after that can be very dangerous. You can die. But when you're trusting in the Lord, it's different. Because the Lord can sustain you. My brother and sister. Very, very different. I ate no pleasant bread. Verse 3. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I known to myself at all. Till the three whole week was fulfilled. Notice how he didn't eat bread. He didn't eat bread. My brother and sister. This was a tremendous fasting of, of Daniel. Before the Lord. A lot of people who had done no fasting, that is very dangerous. As a Christian by now, we shall have already been practicing fasting with the Lord. And it's a training, I say, because there are days coming, persecution coming, where if you have not fasted, they're going to make you fast. The system will make you fast. And imagine if you have not fasting, practicing fasting, when they, when your government throws you in a room with no food and water and say, if you take this by seeing in the right hand, we'll give you food and water. If not, we'll let you die. You're going to have to get on your knees and cry and say, Lord, deliver me from these people. Deliver me, O oh Lord. Provide me food and water that I will not die, O oh Lord. Because at that very moment, it's not on them for you to die. It's on you, your faith in the Lord. Jesus said to a woman, woman, your faith has saved you. He didn't say, I save you. He says, your faith has saved you. It's going to take your faith in the days to come for you to be saved. My brother and sister, let me look it up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome God we serve. Everything is in God's word. That's why God tells us, hallelujah, to, to hallelujah, look it up in his word. Study his word. Hallelujah. Luke 750, and he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Hallelujah. Because at the moment you need bread, you need water to eat, they threw you in the room, in the prison, in a FEMA camp. Because I've been there. The Lord took me there in the revelation in the days to come. And I was thrown there with my family. And what I hear them saying to the people that were there in prison, if you don't, if you don't do what we say, which is take the, the, the RFID, if you don't do what we say, you're not going to get your medicine and what you want. They were saying to, I guess someone was asking for medication, my brother and sister. So they can hold back anything for your food, water, medication. Okay, and if you're a believer, this is why I tell people these studies are life and death. The Lord showed me that the other day. Jesus was standing in the spirits next to me, in front of me, and showed me that the these Bible studies He's been giving me, these revelations are life and death. 
those that will receive it will receive life, but those that will reject it are be in trouble with him. These are life and death for the last days. Okay? That's why I will hope more people will come and join this Bible study and follow them closely. Because Jesus was in front of me a few weeks ago in regard to the teaching. And he said, they're mine. Because before I, I opened the, the Bible, before I opened the Bible here, he had already come to me with a revelation for me to share like this morning. It's not something that I was praying for, I was asking for, no. I believe I asked for a revelation, that was it, but not knowing what revelation he was going to give me. And he comes and gives it to me, because it's for his people, for us. My brother and sister, sometimes it's, it's, it's difficult for me, for any prophet it's difficult, because they're so real, they're just so real, that you wake up and it's like, you think you're awake when you're going through the revelation, but you're not. You're out of your body standing there watching the whole, what he's showing you. My brother and sister, God is real, more real than us. He is more real than us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Another verse just to confirm that Luke uh, 18.42, she has said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. Hallelujah. Twice Jesus said this. He didn't say, I save you. And he is the Savior of the world, though. Jesus is the Savior of the world. But notice what he said to people, just for people that have faith in him. He will make come to pass whatever he says in his word, his promise. My brother and sister. But that's the faith he wants us to have. Boldness in his faith that no matter what we go through, we are trusting in him and that he is able to bring to pass his promise. If we need food, we can pray for him to provide it to us. Like he showed me in the days to come the other day, we had an empty table with empty pot on the table, empty bowls, and we pray for this food to appear. We were holding him praying, said, Lord, please provide us with the food. Because we, the CBDC come on with the RFID required of it, I believe. I truly believe that's what was happening. If we didn't have no money to buy food or do anything, then we had no access to money. We had to depend on the Lord to provide us the food. And we held hands for the van and my family around the table. And I believe it was another two more brothers. And we pray. And the Lord made all these food appear on the table. I noticed that after the Lord made the food, I don't eat meat. Brother Ben neither. The Lord told him not to eat meat neither. Only my wife and children eat meat here. The Lord made food appear for them. And the Lord made food appear for brother and I. Brother and I. Fish, salmon, whatever type of fish, the Lord made it appear for us to eat as we like, as, as he wants us to eat, with all the vegetables. And then we wanted to eat, like cheesecake or anything afterward. He also made that appear. My brother and sister, if you can imagine, this is the best cheesecake you ever ate in your life. 
And if it was a salmon, this is the best salmon you ever ate in your life from the Lord Jesus' hand. Okay? Chew Thomas ate fish from Jesus' hand in heaven. Okay? I only ate fruit in heaven, not salmon yet. But I'm telling you, it's the best. Whatever comes from heaven is the best. It's going to make this best food appear in our table in the days to come. If, 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 if Man, I'm telling you, serving God is the best you and I can do. My brother and sister, we had a neighbor here last year. I got to share this testimony because I've been, I've been forgetting to share the testimony. Amen. And this neighbor's here, Joel, his name. Um, brother Ben and I, we needed to, to find our septic. He knew where it was. And, you know, we went, he, and then in that conversation when he, he had paper from his doctor, my brother and sister, Amen. That he was going to die within a year. Well, it was cancer he had. It had taken over his body, his, you know, his heart, his lungs. And and he has paper from the doctor last year he's about to die. Brother Ben said, no, come here. You're not, that's not going to happen, brother. We'll, we'll pray for you right now. Okay? And he said, brother, we come here. Let's pray for him. Let's lay, lay him down and proclaim hell for his life. Let's break this curse. Let's break this curse. And, the, and Brother ben, Benjamin had him confess the curse. And he confessed the curse. And we broke it there in the name of the Lord. And pray for his healing. He comes by my house almost every day saying hello to us. He's still alive. Better than what he was last year. My brother and sister. How paperwork he was going to die by this year. And we pray, and the Lord has extended his years. I don't know how many years the Lord has given him, but he should have been dead already. My brother and sister, the God we serve is the real God. That, I'm telling you, when we have asked the Lord for people, we have prayed for people, it doesn't matter the distance. That today was another miracle. Okay? Brother Jeremiah father has surgery today and and let me see to france or germany either one i believe he's listening so i apologize brother ha huh. i forget if it's france or germany either one okay uh brother jeremiah and his father he requested emergency alert for his father prayer okay yesterday I send a link to a few brothers and sisters. Sister Amy, let us know she was praying. And other brothers and sisters. Okay? And thank you, each and one of you listening, for praying for him. God brought him through. At 4 o'clock today, in his condition, he was going to have surgery, which the doctor did not guarantee his life. Okay? But he made it through. Okay? Because that God is good and that God is great and he's in control. Okay? Jeremiah wrote to me. He was even confused, he says, about the whole situation. We told him we will be in prayer. And God had brought his father through the surgery. Still alive. Still fine. My brother and sister, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. All glory be to Jesus, none to us. My brother and sister, because everything we speak and say is by faith. 
and we see that faith in action, we see God in action in our life when we believe him. Thank you, Lord. But I call a few brothers and sisters to, or email them, let them know, hey, here's someone who needs this prayer. Join us in prayer. 12, 12 midnight, let's pray for him. Let's start praying at 12 midnight. Immediately, brothers and sisters heard it. They join us. The Lord, we believe, has done the miracle. We'll continue to pray for him, for God to bring him through completely, to restore his mind. I believe he has still not received Jesus as his Lord and Savior, his Father. His son's up, but not his Father. And the hope is that his Father will. But he needs to be alive to do so. If he would have died through the operation, the surgery, he would have not had the extra time to receive the Lord. Now he has. This is the miracle, my brother and sister. But if it's the word of God for him to be, to be out of this world, we need to pray that he comes to mind. I believe it's dementia he held him. That way he needs to come through. Okay? He's still in emergency care. So once he comes out of emergency care and he comes through and then he can speak and all that, then his son can present Jesus to him. I'm praying for that. I said, Lord and Savior. And then he can be saved, and then the Lord, the Lord, if it's the word of God for him to be going home, amen. But if it's the word of the Lord to bring him back for him to testify, that's going to be awesome. Okay? It's going to be awesome. My brother and sister, God is still doing miracle and healing. And that's what we're seeing. God is still alive in his throne. A lot of people speak like God is dead. No, God is still alive in his throne. Still in control of this world and everything. My brother and sister, he just doesn't like the disobedience. Yesterday morning when he took me to hell, you know, Father was speaking. He's very angry. Our people who know him but refuse to serve him. Okay? This is something the Lord revealed to me. Jesus said to me a few years ago, right, in heaven, in the parking heaven, my son, your feet are almost up here, Jesus says to me. And, you know, it took me years to understand what Jesus was talking about, what is, the meaning of what he said, that my feet are almost up there. And it's because when you're walking in the Lord, you are heading to heaven. You're walking to heaven. Okay? And your walk is going to end up in heaven. Now, this is the revelation he's given me in hell. I was standing in hell. I can feel the hellfire. And what he revealed to me was in hell is the people that are rejecting him, that are not serving him, their feet are almost in hell. Because that's what they're heading to. They're walking to hell. And if they don't repent, if they don't forsake their wicked ways, they're going to end up in hell. To me, that was shocking. My brother and sister, because it's true. Whatever you head into, you're going to get there. They're heading to hell. They're going to end up in hell. The church is heading to heaven. It's going to end up in heaven. My brother and sister. So we need to walk to where God wants us to go to heaven, not hell. And many people are heading to hell in the lake of fire. Because in the way, how are they living? How are they walking? Where are they heading to? 
with their wicked life, sinful life, unrepentant sin, unrepentant wickedness in their lives, instead of confessing it to the Lord, confessing the sin, asking the Lord to help, for, for him to help and change their ways, their wicked ways, and walk in the way of the Lord, of holiness and righteousness before him. That's what he wants from us, my brother, my sister, holiness and righteousness. This is why Jesus was rebuking these, these sinful men. Ye of your father the devil, and the lust that your father ye will do. That's what they wanted to do. That's what's in the world. That was in their mind. Loss and wickedness. Adultery and fornication. Pornographic material was in their mind. All this stuff was leading them to hell. And being not the father of the devil. Holiness and righteousness lead us to our father in heaven. Holy father. Holy, holy, holy father. Jehovah. That's where we need to go. That's how we need to be for God. Serve God. Under the blood of Jesus, they will repent. It's the only way we can serve God. The only way that can walk and cleanse our sins only by the blood of Jesus. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Daniel 10, 4, And in the hour of the twenty day of the first month, I was by the great river, which is Helico. I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there was a certain man clothed in linen, where the loin were girded with fine gold of Euphax. So he, he, he looked like a priest. So that's how the priest were girded with fine gold and Euphax. His body was also like Vero, his face was the appearance of lightning, his eyes as a lamp of fire, his arm, his feet like a color of polished brass, and the word of his voice was like the voice of multitude. So this is our Lord Jesus, which I also see not a priest like Daniel. The Lord revealed to me himself one time as the high priest, because he is our high priest before God. My brother, my sister, the Lord Jesus is our high priest before God. He is the one, the Bible says, he liveth to intercede. Only the high priest can intercede. God established the high priest in the Old Testament to intercede for the sin of the people. But he will have to offer up a lamb every year for the sin of the, of the people. The lamb represented Jesus. The high priest represented Jesus. My brother and sister. That's why God cannot swear for no one greater, because no one greater than him. It was him, the Lord, there as holy, holy, holy. It was He was the high priest, and he was the lamb. My brother, who gets the glory? Him. That's why all glory goes to him, because he's the one that does it all, makes it all, creates it all, completes it all. He is the one, my brother and sister. He is all in all. The Bible says, thank you, Lord. He is the high priest. Verse 7. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me saw not the vision, but a great quakening fell upon them. So they fled to hide themselves. To hide themselves. But here's the thing. With God's prophet, only they get to see. Because God chooses who he wants to reveal himself to. Like he chooses his prophet. The rest of the people can criticize and say, oh, you know, we need to be careful. 
very careful. Because we're, we're not judged to judge anyone. On the contrary, we are like defense attorney, my brother and sister. We represent the people in prayer. We intercede for them in prayer. We, rep- we, we present the case before the judge, God, as a defense attorney. And we intercede on behalf of, of our clients, our brothers and sisters, before the, the, the righteous judge, for him to have mercy on them, not to accuse them or condemn them. But as a defense attorney like Christ, we need to learn to be in good brothers and sisters and say, Lord, have mercy on my brother who sinned. Have mercy on my sister who sinned. Save them. Those that are savable, because they are sin that John the Apostle said, I don't answer that you pray for them. Great, grievous sin. My mm-hmm. brother and sister, we know we are praying for many that are vaccinated. We are praying for so our family that are vaccinated, which is a great commitment. The Lord showed me at the end of the Great Tribulation, if you're praying for one of your family, who is vaccinated, it's a, it's a, it's a seven-year commitment you have with God now. They have to pray for it nonstop. Like the Lord showed me that sister, sister, I pray for you all these seven years nonstop for you. See, it's a commitment. The Lord wanted me to heal and see that. It's a testimony. If you make that commitment to pray for your vaccinated family for seven years, they're going to have to stay in the great tribulation for the poor choices they made to take the COVID-19 by sin. It's just a fact of the matter that it's hard for a lot of people to take and receive. The Lord showed me this from hell. Those that are taken by sin, that so have been removed out of the body, a demon is placed in their place, with their spirit in the body, and they get all the information from the person, from the spirit, and act like the person when they're not the person. And this is what I get a lot of people confused. Oh, but, you know, so-and-so got them by seeing, and they still act like normal, like, not as necessarily the same. It's just the demon who's getting all the information from the spirit of the person and, and communicating it to you. Exactly like the person, like the AI 4.0 now. The 5.0 will be accurate to 100% and imitate the person 100% because it's a demon. That's exactly what they down through the by seeing. So nanotechnology in the person's body is replacing the DNA. Cutting it and adding other DNA to it. They when they when they inject into the body, I forget what is they call, there's a part of the by seeing that is 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 like a DNA. I'm foreign DNA liquid. I forget the name. It has a name in the bicing that is, that is part of the bicing. And it's necessary. The nanotechnology that is injected to the COVID-19 takes that ingredient as it cuts the person's DNA and takes it and attaches it to the body in place of the DNA that is cutting away. And it's doing this every week, these nanorobots that they, you, you can see big and in a, in a, in a, with a magnifying 
Lord help me. A magnifying um, glass projected into the computer, and they can see the robot specifically doing this work in the person's DNA, cutting the DNA and attaching this other uh, chemical. It's a chemical. It's a chemical they created that has to do with RMA, RNA, in it. And that's what replaces the DNA in the person's body. There's a video online about this. I have watched it several times to get an idea of what the uh, nanotechnology is doing inside the vaccine, inside the person's body. What is it doing? You need to watch those videos because a lot of people don't know maybe what I'm talking about. But once you watch those videos online, you need to watch them. You need to get an idea of what I'm talking about. My brother and sisters, because that is the same effect that is in the COVID-19 vaccine. Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, okay? They have all these nanotechnology doing this work in the person's body once it's injected. This is the only way they can remove the person's soul from the body almost instantly. It happens almost instantly. That's why when you saw that nurse that the Lord wanted to save, in the moment they injected the vaccine, she dropped dead to the floor. What happened there? It was a reaction that the Lord did not allow to take place. So she ended up dying. My brother and sister. Happens to a lot of people. When God wants to save someone, this is the way he does it. He can't allow the devil, because it's demon blood, okay, um, I don't know which one is, I think the RMA RNA is the demon blood that they had chosen to put in the bison that the nanotechnology can use to replace the human from the demon DNA to the human DNA. That's the process there that they do. That's why people, when the Great Tribulation began, they changed Moderna into werewolf, Pfizer into beast. Like the blue beast you see in, in um, what is that movie? Hallelujah. I haven't watched those movies for so many years. Okay? But like the Blue Beast you see in the in those uh, movies, uh, not Marvel movie. It's like Marvel's movie. X-Men. And X-Men. The X-Men movie. The Blue Beast you see in the X-Men movie, you see the guy, the professor, that he changed into that Blue Beast. It's the same process. Same thing that's going to happen. Okay? It's going to change into the beast, okay? That's the, 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 the Pfizer. The Moderna, they change into werewolf. Two and a half sides, their side. This is why when the Great Tribulation begins in a few months only, women and men will have no clothing anymore to wear because this is what's going to happen. They're going to change, I believe, two or three times a day into those beasts. They're going to... Once a human, I was telling someone, if you have clothing for 30 days, an example, in your closet, in your house, what's going to end up happening is this. For every day of your life, you know you have a closet full of, full of, full of clothing for 30 days. Okay. You, you, you get changed today. In a few hours, you turn into a beast. You tear your clothing. You cannot wear the clothing same again because you just tear them completely. You, you, you broke them. Okay, 
You may try to sell them back, but yeah, you tell them, you tell them. If you turn it into a werewolf, beast, it's the same. You tell them, the, you tell your clothing. Now you go back to human again. You go back to your closet, and you get some other clothes. Okay, in a few hours more, boom. So 30 days clothing will only last you 15 days or less. Some people may change three times a day. That's what I saw. I saw it. I saw it happening. No one told me this. The Lord showed me this. The Lord wanted me to see this clearly so I can share this with people. The great civilization. And so now, then once they run out of clothing, people will loot into the store. They'll break into Sears, Walmarts, Targets, uh, JCPenney. I mean, whatever clothing store you'll know in your town, in your city, okay, people are going to break into the store. They're going to take those clothing. Now, you got to remember, if you have a thousand werewolf and a thousand beasts in that store, and you only got clothing for 2,000 people, whatever's in the, in the store, they're going to take those clothing in one single day. They're going to break those in that day. They got to look for another store to break in. Or they're naked. They got to the point a few months into the Great Tribulation that the only thing women had to cover themselves was a hand in front of them, the private part, and another one in the chest. I saw this. These women were beautiful women that changed into beast and werewolf. Okay? Their hair was not their own because somehow the, the devil had convinced women that cut your hair, cut your hair short, cut, cut it short. It's like no no woman wants to have their let their hair grow anymore. And the great tribulation, like Eve, if they, let, if they let their hair grow like Eve, when the Lord took me into the garden, one thing I saw that I liked, Eve had her hair so long. She was walking naked in front of me, but she had so much hair, and her hair was so long that I was covering her back. I was looking her from the back. Her hair was so much hair covering her back. No way I could see her body. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is this. If you have long hair, people who stay behind the great tribulation, it will be a great benefit to them because at least their hair will cover the front part of the chest, the woman. Okay? The guy, that's another story. But stretchy pants are not going to help much because going to twice of your side, stretching pants can only be your size and a half, an example. They're going to tear their, their pants quickly, even stretching pants. Because I know some people say, well, there's a lot of stretching pants out there now. And people with those, you can go ahead and, you know. But all these, my brother and sister, it's going to surprise people in the Great Tribulation. It's going to. Really going to surprise people because this is how life is going to be. It will be unavoidable for seven years. Humanity are going to experience what God says in his word. The great howling are going to come, my brother and sister. All right, let's go back to Daniel. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8, therefore I was left alone and saw the great vision. There remained no strength in me, for the coming that was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Hallelujah. And this is like a, when something, what you already know, changes. 
like Daniel experienced, the Kalinesh, you know, turned into corruption. It was a change. That's a change right there that Daniel experienced. He had an experience with the Lord here, but in the former body that was he was in, he experienced something something else greater than you know than what it was normal. In another word, you heard the voice of his word, and when I heard the, the voice of his word, there then there was left a, a deep sleep in my face, and my face was toward the ground, and behold, a hand touched me, set me upon my knees and upon the palm of my hand. Then he said unto me, O Daniel, man great beloved, understand the word that I speak unto thee, and stand upright. For unto thee now one said, and when he asked, spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou set thy heart to understand and chasing thyself before thy God, the, the, the word were heard, and I have come from thy word. And this is, this is deep and profound here. This is something that every Christian should research and try to understand every person. My brother insisted, because Daniel has to humble himself deeply before the Lord and really seek for that change inside of him. My brother insisted. He says thy heart to understand. You have to humble really deeply for this into fasting and prayer. This is when... When you do this, your heart, it happens to me, I was doing a fasting. One of my, uh, I remember really several day fasting, and I felt my heart changing in me deeply into the Lord to understand, to chasten thyself before God, the Lord says to Daniel. That's what I was doing. It, the chasting of the Lord feels like you're being beaten in your heart. You know, it's like you're tearing your heart apart for the Lord. There's another, it's in the Psalms, you know, because you want the Lord and nothing else. And that's kind of what I was looking for. I needed the guidance of the Lord. I needed Jesus to guide me, to lead me, to help me understand. And that's kind of what Daniel was doing here before the Lord. Thy word was sent, were, were heard. See, when he did this, God heard him, and that's how I felt when I did I felt that I was in total communication with the Lord. I knew he could hear me, and I can hear him too clearly when I tell my heart in fasting to the Lord. And I have come for thy word, he says. Thank you, Lord. He comes when you call him. By thy, by, by thy prince, thy kingdom of Persia, which stood me, one in twenty days, but Lord Michael, one of the chief prince, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. Notice that the king of Persia, when you begin reading Cyrus, you're thinking it's a person, but you find out it's not a person, it's a demon. Because this is a spiritual battle. The apostle Paul, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. Powers of the air. What 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 uh, the Lord is explaining to to Daniel. This is I'm not talking about physical Daniel, the one you know, Cyrus. 
I'm talking about the one who's really behind him, the one who who is getting hold of his, him, who's using him, the devil. The king of Persia is the devil. The king of Babylon is the devil. But the Antichrist is the devil. So he's revealing it to Daniel this way so we can understand it. Because this is why people look for a man and get angry at men and curse men and think it's their neighbors or this or that. And forget about that it's the demon using them. It's the devil using them. Oh, why is she talking to me this way? Why is she acting with me this way? Reason why the devil is using that other person because that other person is not is not close to God. Because the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But you cannot resist the devil unless you are close to God. See, when the devil comes against you, he sees Jesus in you, and he backs away. But when he comes to you, and he sees no Jesus or he fear, he comes against you severely. He attacks you, and you dream this and that different way. And this is where people get angry. Oh, how can the devil be doing this to me? Okay? If a person is a demon, it's even worse. He uses them evilly. Okay? So, and the evil is continuously when it's a demon. You know, that's what, if you read in Genesis 6, that the thought was evil continuously. That means they were demon. They had changed into demon. Or they have become demons. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, understand that the devil only respect God. Only do what God says. He'll blaspheme, he'll, you know, he'll complain, but at the end of the day, he has to do what God says. God is in control. Okay? Pray that the Lord will protect him from the hand of the evil one. We'll also pray. Thank you, Lord. So it's all very important, very, very important. Now, you can bind those hands in the name of the Lord, and they won't be able to harm you again. Ask the Lord for that protection. He'll protect you. Again, God is in control. You always got to think of that. He's in control. Not the enemy. Thank you, Lord. Verse 13. Now I have come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter day. It's for the last days. For yet the vision is for many days. Okay? Now, who came to make Daniel understand? The Lord. The only, uh, it's the only way you understand what God is saying in his word. When you ask the Lord to help you understand. I saw Jesus says to me, man thinks that they can know my word without my help. He said, that is impossible. I am the one that revealed my word. Okay? So, there you go. When he said that to me, clear. Clear, clear, crystal clear. There's no, there's no questioning that, my brother and sister. Because you, you've seen people that have read the Bible several times, still don't understand it. Several times and they still don't understand it. What's going on? The Lord is not revealing it to them. They're just reading it. They're not seeking God for, to reveal the word to them. They're just seeking their own knowledge and understanding. They buy encyclopedia. They buy this, all that. 
you know, to supposedly to understand better the Bible, and, and they still don't understand much. They don't get much. They just, my brother says, but if they ask the Lord while they're reading the Bible to reveal it to them, to them, it will be like a movie when they, when they read it. But a revelation and knowledge. I have said this before. The Lord has revealed me a revelation that I have not begun to share. More than a, maybe a 10% here in the Lord's hour. Oh, glory be unto God because of whatever he wants us to share. Thank you, Lord. It is deep. It is profound. My brother insisted. So when he has spoken such a word unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. Hallelujah. He humbled himself is what he did. When the Lord said these things, he humbled himself to get more knowledge, more revelation, more understanding, because it's the only way. You humble yourself. You ask the Lord to reveal you his word more. And the Lord is, is kind and loving. He'll reveal you more. He'll help you understand. Because he's the only one that can reveal the word, his word to us, his knowledge, his wisdom. His word is his knowledge. He spoke it. He said it. He confirms it. He completes it. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Verse 16, and behold, one was similar to us. A son of man touched my lips, then I opened my mouth, and I spoke and said unto him, that stood before me, O oh, my Lord, my vision, my sorrow, I turned it upon me, and I have retrained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with thee, my Lord? For as for me straight away, there remain no strength in me. There is no breath in me left, left in me. There came again and touched me one with the appearance of man, and he strengthened me. See, he already looked like a man back in the Old Testament. A lot of people say that he needed to be born a, a, a Mary for him, for, for him to have a body in which you can say here is the Son of God. But Daniel said that he looked like a man, the appearance of a man. And so when you see Jesus, you see the appearance of a man. But the Lord can turn into whatever he wants because he's God. He has no limitation to what he can do. He can turn into fire. He can turn into light. Daniel, at first, when he saw, he saw a great light like lightning. And that was the Lord. He can turn however he wants. Can turn like water. One time I saw the Lord like a fountain of oil. And so you can say that fountain is not Jesus. But he's revealing it to me as a fountain of oil. That fountain is Jesus. That was Jesus revealing to me as a fountain of oil. I saw him as he used to show himself, the angel of the Lord. Looked very different, but it was the, it was the Lord. He, John saw him as an elder in the, in, the, in the tribulation, the revelation of the apostle John. So he can reveal himself however he wants. He's God. God means he had no limitation. He is in total control. He can do anything. The word God means supreme being. He has no control. No, I mean, he has all control. And no one can stop it. No devil, no demon. My brother and sister, if people will see Jesus for who he is, God Almighty, my brother and sister, Man, they, they, I believe they will have so much peace on their lives. 
Okay? Now, look, look how John in Revelation 1 sees him. And this will help you uh, get a better idea of Jesus. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, John, uh, Revelation 1a. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, who is, who was, who is to come, the Almighty. Okay? Knows that he is the Almighty. With it, the Almighty comes. When he presented himself to Abraham, he presented to Abraham as the Almighty. Abraham did not have a name. Like Yahweh or Javit as the Jewish people call him later on, because that was revealed through Moses. And Moses came seven or 800 years after Abraham, my brother and sister. So think about it, because the children of Israel were 450 years in Egypt enslaved in around that time when Moses was born in, in Egypt. Then after that, Moses grew up. God raised Moses later on and sent him to, to lead his people. And that's when things later on were written, seven or 800 years later after Abraham. But Abraham, all the time, when God related himself to them, was as the Almighty. They didn't know Yahweh, Yahweh, or Elohim, or as the Jewish people call him, Hashem. Okay? They didn't know. So Moses... When Moses asked him, what is thy name? He said, tell him that I am, that I am who I am. I am that I am. Okay? Then Jehovah God, then he revealed himself Jehovah God, the fourth letter of his name. There's just people have, which is Jehovah, Yahweh. The other, all the rabbis say is Yahweh with a B, not with the W. Okay? They have the disagreement with it. The name of God was with the W or the B. But Jehovah was called. Composed of the first letter of God. My brother and sister. And the rabbis say that God gave the first letter. Let me drink some liquid. The first letter. To communicate to people this way. Because his name is so holy. That he wants people to know him this way. My brother and sister, Father Jehovah is fine. Father God, Elohim, the Almighty, as he presented himself to Abraham. And this is how Abraham knew the Lord. Jesus came to him in Genesis 17 with two other angels and talked to Abraham about having uh, uh, his wife, Sarah, having Isaac a year after. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. That's how he came. To Abraham and stood there, and Abraham prepared a meal for him and watched his feet. My brother and sister, but it was the Almighty God, the one that can make all things possible. And that's the way we need to understand He is. The other day, Father wanted me to see Jesus. I asked for a revelation of Jesus because the Bible said, Jesus said that the Father revealed the Son and the Son revealed the Father. Right? So if I want to get a revelation of Jesus, i got to ask Jesus to ask Father to give me a revelation of him. 
And the way Father revealed me Jesus in heaven was, I saw Jesus greater than the heavens. He was bigger than the heavens, my brother and sister. Now, if you ask me to describe that to you, oh, man, you might be asking me for the impossible. You're going to have to go to heaven and ask the Lord to give you that revelation. Okay, and they have a full 100% brain, which we only use by, I believe I use more than 10% of my brain. Could be wrong. I've been wrong some other time. But, you know, scientists as men, the most men that he uses have been, what, 13 or 17% of the brain. The rest of the massive brain that we have is sleeping. We're not using it at all. But in heaven, we use 100% of our brain, 100%. People in general only use 5% of the brain. 95% of the brain is sleeping. My brother says, I say snoring, sleeping, deep sleep. But in heaven, you have to use 100% of your brain, which is awesome. And the other day, the Lord let me see that in heaven when I was standing, looking back to my life, using 100% of my brain. I can see and understand everything up in heaven. Come back here with this few percent that we're using. It's, it's, it's a bit complicated. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when John was speaking to Jesus in the revelation of John, he says, and I turned to see the voice that, were, that spoke with me being turned. Excuse me. I saw seven golden candlesticks. Were these candlesticks Jesus? Yes. It's a revelation of Jesus. Because he says, I am the light of the world. I am the, he's the light of the church. He's the one among us. So he decided to reveal himself to John this way. Okay? The midst of the candlestick, like the son of man, clothed with garment down to his feet, girded with about the breast and golden girder. Okay? All this he's seeing here, the garment down to the feet, girded with about the breastplate with the golden girder. This is how the high priest, so he's revealing himself as a high priest to John here. So I tell you, we're going back to Revelation once we finish with Daniel. Very powerful, very awesome to read about Jesus in Revelation. As we're reading in John, Daniel 10 about Jesus. The lightning he saw. Daniel saw. But it's still Jesus. The lightning is still Jesus. My brother and sister. His head and his hair were white like wool. White as snow. His eyes were with flame of fire. Daniel, believe he saw him this way too. Hey, and the other prophet too. So he confirmed himself through his own word to us. The one more prophet say what the other prophet said is true. One prophet confirmed the other prophet. Because God's word is true. It has to be confirmed. When God says something to the one prophet... He usually says it to the other one because it's in the witness of two or three. So you only don't get two. You get three or more, the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. And this is how we know the word of God is true. Because it is confirmed by two or three or more prophets. And this is where we, 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 we need to learn to pray about it. If someone says, the Lord told me so, you can ask for a confirmation because the word of God confirms itself. Prophecy confirms itself. So you can ask because it's 
the same Lord giving the prophecy to this prophet is the same Lord that will confirm it to another prophet, his own prophecy. Why did he say it is written, Jesus said, and you can look it up in Isaiah, another prophet in Psalms, my brother insisted. Because he, he confirmed what they say. As they confirm to one another what, the, what God said through them. Thank you, Lord. So the word is always confirmed from the beginning. By the Lord himself. Through his prophet. Different prophet, different city, different time. Could be a thousand year different, two thousand year, five, seven thousand year different. It is still confirmed accurate, 100%. By the different prophet. And this is where we, the church, need to know this. Do you know the Lord? Know the Word. Do you know your Bible? Very important. You know your Bible. You read it. You study it. You take the time to study God's Word. So when someone says, thou sayest the Lord to you, you can always go back to the Word and say, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, this is in the Word. And always get a confirmation. Either in the Word, the Holy Spirit confirms the Word. He wrote it. He said it. God always confirmed his word. He said it. He wrote it. My brother and sister, he spoke it and gave the, the writer, the scribe, the wisdom and knowledge to write it. They could not write the word without the Holy Spirit. Even for the construction of the first temple of Solomon, they picked the man who was full of the Spirit. Why? Because in all of God, the Holy Spirit is all, is in all. You cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit, without the Lord. He has to be in all. It's God in all, my brother and sister. In the moment, God is not in the work you're doing or what you're saying. At that very moment, it's not of God. God has to be in all. Thank you, Lord. Very important. Verse 19, and he said, all men greater beloved, fear not. This is Daniel ten nineteen. Fear not. Peace be unto thee. Notice how Jesus, and this is how you know his Messiah. Here he appeared to Daniel. Daniel's falling on the floor with no strength. And notice the word of Messiah to Daniel. Peace be unto thee. When he came to his disciple, he yet again said, Peace be unto you. He identified himself with the same word he says to Daniel, to his 12 disciples. My brother and sister, the disciples were in a boat, fishing all night long. Did not catch anything. Jesus was on the shore waiting for them. This is after the resurrection. And as he cooking for them, all I invite them to eat and all that, they still don't know it's the Lord until he breaks the bread. And the face to share with them, their eye was open, and immediately they knew the Lord. But their spirit and their heart burned with fire. It was the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. That's why when people say Holy Spirit, I say Jesus. They say Holy Spirit, I say Jesus. My brother and sister, I have a great respect for the Holy Spirit. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit, the only sin God will not forget. So this is why I say Messiah, Jesus. Stick with the Lord. Have that respect. And not having that other name in your list always because 
We are sinful things. I love it how Father said it to Brother Larry. Brother Larry says, Father, why don't you reveal us the day of the rapture? And this is what Father says. You sinful men, if I don't reveal it to my holy angel that are next to me, neither my son, why do you think ye sinful men think I will reveal that to you? Now, it is true, my brother and sister, there's not one day on this earth that we will not sin. There's not one day on this earth when they will not be praying us. Even when we are repenting, we have to repent daily in order for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what Jesus says to me in heaven and next to his throne? To repent always and to be ready always, he says to me. And the only way you can be ready always is by repenting always. Okay? He didn't say daily. He says always. Be ready of all time, he says to me in heaven. What a powerful voice. Be ready all time, my son. Okay? Because I'm coming in the hour that you know it's not. Okay? And if he comes, and we're not repenting this day, and he comes this day, what do you think happens if you're not repenting? He cannot take you home. You know, you can argue with God and say, God, I've been a faithful Christian all this year. I've been going to, I've been supporting your work, doing this, doing that. How can you leave me behind? This is why he says, be ready of all time. Don't think that it's okay that you didn't repent it today. You, you didn't went under the blood today because repenting is going under the blood. And it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses up from unrighteousness. Not the way you think. No. You have to repent. You've got to say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Cleanse me with your blood, Jesus. Of all my sins and all my trespasses in this day. All my past life, present life, future lives. Does it mean that even if I say I'm sorry for my future life, I'm not going to repent tomorrow if tomorrow comes? I have to repent. This body is simple. Okay? This body is simple. You're going to sin. You see... God says to Brother Larry, you are going to deal with pride, my son, until the very second I take you out of the earth. You're going to have to deal with pride, Father says to him. As, Father, as Brother Larry kept asking Father to understand even more the situation we find ourselves in today. We're going to deal with pride until the very second we're taken out of this body. So this is why repenting is a must for us. Cannot be put off. You put it off. You can, it's like you put enough to stay behind the great tribulation. You can't do that. Responsibility for our sin we need to take. My brother and sister, be ready always. Jesus said. That very second you sin, repent. You said something. You heard something. You saw something. Look, I opened my uh, Facebook. Uh, was it yesterday? Someone had a, a, a naked someone of the family in the Facebook. Someone that, that had asked me to add onto my Facebook. So I asked my wife, can you please delete that from my Facebook? Delete that. Okay. My brother and sister, it's horrible. Horrible things that go on on this earth. 
people want me to answer them on Facebook, um, on these different pages. But the reason why I don't go on these pages is because there's sins even in the photo and the way they're dressing. Women there, less, co- less clothing they have most every day. Why do they need to have a photo of them on the beach with a boyfriend or husband? My brother and sister, why, well, why is that necessary on the, on the Facebook photo? Then they want me to go there and answer them whatever question they have for me and pray for them and all that. You know, we, we, we need, as a, as, a, as a people of God, my brother and sister, we need to seek for holiness and righteousness. That means avoiding all that, avoiding nakedness, avoiding being a temptation to people. Men and women, the same. It don't matter who it is. I'm not picking up on women on this. No. I'm not picking on women on this. I'm not picking on men on this. Everyone the same. We must seek holiness and righteousness before our Lord. Staying away from all type of wickedness and evil. Nakedness. Any type of nakedness and lust of the flesh. Bible says sin can taste good for a little, but it has an eternal punishment of fire. And hell in the lake of fire. So we cannot entertain it. We have to repent it. Stay away from it. As much as we can. Asking the Lord to help us every day. Sometimes I'm struggling in my overnight prayer. I'm asking the Lord, please, Lord, help me. Help me to pray. My body might be tired and hurting. God, I ask the Lord. When the Lord helps you, he takes away those things from you. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. We serve such a good God. Always willing to help us. Always willing to be in there for us. The Father, being there for his children. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. So the Lord says unto Daniel, He said, Oh, man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto you. Be strong. After the apostle said to the church, Be strong in the Lord. When you take the argument, when the devil coming against you, be strong in the Lord. And then he's saying it to Daniel in the Old Testament. Be strong, ye. Be strong again. When he has spoken unto me, I was strengthened. And said, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. The Lord spoke strength into, into Daniel. So the Lord can speak strength into our lives, too. He can give us strength when we are weak. So when you feel weak in the Lord, begin to pray for strength. And get used to it. I notice that myself on my own, walking with the Lord, finding myself needing strength for for walking several hours and doing this, all that. I wanted to work, but yes, also do my ministry. I had a secular job, and for my secular job, I will come home to prepare my clothing, cook something quickly. I was single for so many years, and get ready to go do ministry. Especially you have to wear a tie, you have to be dressed properly to do ministry. It was required in the church, it was required in the prison. So I always had to dress, you know, for the occasion. And I on my tie, do everything, prepare everything, just just prepare my clothing right. My brother says, I thank God that I'm doing this online now, ministry. I don't have to be dressed so like I used to with tie and everything. You know, so elegant anymore. 
is not required. My brother and sister, because I'm doing ministry out of my house. I thank God for that. Because I've had it so many years going out, just going out, going out, getting out of my car, driving to do ministry. And that was, wow, a lot. For a single man so many years, it's a lot. Then getting married, then my wife helping me, for me to be ready for ministry, that was another. Then part of that job that I had was came on her, then she would cook, she would get everything ready. When I would come out of work, she would have everything ready for me. It was easier for me, but it was a life-changing for her, my brother and sister. You know, there's another obligation that came on her when, when we got married. She was only 18, and with such an obligation after that, it's been in her life for 23 years now, my brother and sister. A lot of people don't understand it now with children and so much more. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. A strong man, has a, they say, has a strong woman behind him. You know, so thank the Lord for all. Verse 20, Then said he, Knowest thou why I come unto thee? I know now will return to fight with the prince of Persia. When I have gone forth, lo, the prince of Greece shall come. So he's fighting one prince, and the devil has another one ready to, to go. It's easily how it is. Obama came out of the office. Biden was ready to go. Biden comes out. Kamala Harris is ready. They always have someone ready for the position, for the job. It's how everything is planned by the Antichrist, by, by, the, system, by the Babylonian system. Same system, same evil. The devil doesn't change his tactics. He doesn't change his way. He knows it works. Why change it? It doesn't change. If you study in the word careful and ask the Lord to give you wisdom, the Lord will help you understand that what you saw, what you see here in Daniel, it's what, it's what already happening in our world today. Same evil, same principality, same devil leading them behind the scene. Same wickedness and evil. You may say they didn't have computer back then. They didn't have this on that. They didn't have internet. My brother and sister, you can argue all that all day long, as long as you want. But it's the same evil, same wickedness, same AI. We read AI in Genesis in the beginning. Genesis means beginning. AI was in the beginning when men fallen. There was no AI before men failed. AI came after Adam and Eve failed. Then appear AI. Then appear them that were living other where. Uh, thank you, Lord. Cain found his wife. I believe east of the garden. Then appear my brothers. That part of the east of the garden. And I don't want to take that for granted. That might be the last I will say tonight. Thank you, Lord, because I want to play the prophecy. Okay, but the the reason why this um, east of the garden up here in Genesis 4 about Cain, my brother and sister, Cain went out of the presence of the Lord, dwelt on the land now to the east of the garden. Okay, now you, you when you read this, 
Do you pray for wisdom and knowledge and revelation? What you need to think is God made Adam and Eve, only had two children in the garden, Abel and Cain. Cain killed Abel, my brother insisted. Abel was righteous. He goes out of the presence of the Lord. Immediately after the devil, chapter 3 of Genesis, I made Adam and Eve them fallen. In the east of the garden were fallen Naphtalene, who had their own place already. Now, you follow the east of the garden, and it will lead you to Ai. Ai is at the same direction where Cain found his wife. As I put it together there in the Bible, I did this in another Bible study. I put the east of the garden where Cain headed to, to where Abraham headed to, east. And what you find in that east? Ai. At that Ai that they found the east of the garden is where Cain found his wife. My brother insisted. Ai and Jesus show me it's a demon. It's a fallen one. The same Ai, east of the garden, where Cain found his wife, where Abraham headed by to, where the enemy were. All that land was infected, if you want to say it this way, by giants. My brother insisted. All infected by giants who have control of all that land. Ea was created by the giants. Ea is a demon. What is the most important delusion coming up today? I finish with this. The greatest delusion, which I wanted to bring up a few verses with, but we'll continue this Bible study in Daniel 11. The greatest delusion has to do with idolatry. Ai, whoever follow Ai, follow idolatry. Commits the same sin of idolatry. I'll show you that in the Word. Because when I saw it, I was stunned. And that's basically what I wanted to share. Ai, what came found his wife east of the garden, has to do with idolatry. The same sin... The same people that God said to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt that he was going to root out from before them. The nation he was going to root out, kill and destroy from before them. I will root out. I will kill and destroy. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses, he tells them that, and he tells them the nation he was going to remove from before them. My brother insisted. All these nations that they have formed from the giants, was going to be in the way of the children of Israel. God said he was going to root out. One thing is they were too strong for the children of Israel because they were giants. God will have to empower them of what God did. He, he sent his angel, the Lord, to destroy them from before them, as long as they were in obedience. When the children of Israel became under disobedience, you see them overcoming them in certain parts on the way. We'll continue with this. We'll, break, we'll go back to Ai. We'll go back to the nations that where Cain found his wife. They were already on the earth. They were already multiplying. They have daughters and sons already. Let's see what we increase. This is the seed of the serpent that God told Adam and Eve in the garden. That the seed of the serpent will come against the seed of the woman. 
We'll continue with his Bible study, my brother and sister. Here's the prophecy of what the Lord has said to his prophet that will confirm what we've been talking about. Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. You can find the Master's Voice on other platforms that are not YouTube, platforms like Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. And I've always recommended that it's good if you would subscribe to one of the alternate channels. This is if you are led by the Holy Spirit to do so. Because on those channels, um, there are a few more videos there hosted on the medical things that took place across the world in 2020. What was that? What was that movement that was happening across the world? Why was it being so strongly enforced? And why were so many people captured in their hearts to follow after the words of man? Why did people who could have known better turn their back on family members and refuse to listen to remonstration, refuse to listen to warning? Some people even refused to listen to the dreams that God was giving them directly, and they moved forward in a direction that is destructive in the long run. So you can find those videos there on Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. The Master's Voice also has a Spanish blog and channel that is being excellently translated. It is called La Voz del Señor, and it is there, the goodness of God to the Spanish-speaking world. I do not, at the moment, have um, methods to translate these, these videos into other languages, so that will be something I will have to work on in the future. But for now, it is available in Spanish, and you can find the link to that in the description box below. I'm working to update old videos so that they will carry that link to both the blog and the YouTube channel that is called La Voz del Señor. And so I'm going into prophetic words that I have been receiving from the Lord over the period April 9, 11, 14, and like that, and I'm presenting these prophecies exactly as they are. The Lord has instructed me not to take anything out. As I said, I am not interested in discussing my private life with anyone, but the Lord is bringing forth to the United States of America, and by extension, anyone who watches this channel, you're watching this channel and you don't know what God is doing for you. You literally do not know what God has given you. There are people who do know, and the Lord has given me a message for you, and I hope that I will remember and I can deliver it at the end of this video. But there are many people who have come to what might be their last turn. You have come to your last chance and you do not know it's your last chance because you have been deceived of the enemy and you think that because of how Christianity is taught in the modern church, you think that there's infinite chances, that you can keep walking in unbelief, you can keep walking in obstinacy of your own pride, you can keep basically going through life with your eyes shut and God has the responsibility to keep moving the lions out of your way and to keep kicking aside the serpents that you are inviting into your own life through the words of your mouth, through the hard-heartedness of your own heart. And you do not know that in case of many people, you do not know that God is not going to allow you to actually continue into these end times that I'm talking about. You do not know that shortly after you have come from these things, your path is going to be cut short by God, that he's going to say, this far and no further can you come. And then what will happen is you will come up to the cutting off of your road, 
And you will not know that you were supposed to be dressed at all times. You will not know actually why God has taught the church to be watchful at all times and diligent at all times and prayerful at all times and holy at all times. Because not all of us are going to enter into the times that the Lord has sent me to prophesy of. And I have not yet decided um, to start handling those prophecies. The Lord has not yet laid it on my heart that I should start touching those prophecies about the great harvesting of souls. And I do not mean through revivals. And I do not mean through tent meetings. There will be another kind of harvesting that has already started sweeping the earth. And it will multiply in the days ahead, especially until we here in America, I gave the word, it is called the burial of Tophet, until we are tired of having funerals, until we are tired of hearing how so-and-so, who was so young, went on to glory, righteous and unrighteous. There will be a massive harvest across the earth, and no man knows his day or the hour. I'm not talking about the day and the hour of the Son of Man. I'm talking about each man not knowing his day and his hour and you come to the end of your day you come to the end of your hour and you find that before this holy god you have passed into the other life naked with no covering with no protection because you thought that the days would continue for you and then you find that they do not and you are improperly prepared to stand before him at the end of all things (laughs) The title of this prophecy is called The Collapse is Coming, and it is talking about the destruction of the U.S. economy and a few things that the Lord was showing me. But as I was having this dream, I was having the dream, so I was in the dream, and then in my sleep, I was seeing myself in the dream. So I was having my own responses, my own emotion to what I was watching taking place in my dream where I was also a participant And the Lord did not speak to me in the dream, the dream actor. He spoke to me, the person laying upon the bed. As I was watching the dream that God was giving me, I was experiencing great anger. It was anger that was bordering on fury. It was the kind of anger that you can usually only find when you read the books about old servants that God told to do certain things for him. And they were in the process of doing those things for him. And then they came back to find the people absolutely defiling themselves, absolutely defiling the sacraments that they received from God. People like Moses and the steps that he took when he came down after 40 days without food, 40 days of sacrifice in the presence of the Lord to find that they had one big Baal worship party going on with a golden calf. And he left who he thought he could trust his brother who had been consecrated into the priesthood, Aaron, he left him in charge of the people to come and find that the priest had defiled himself, that the priest had stood there and helped the people defile themselves, and that everybody was then trying to shove blame and say, no, we put the gold in the fire, we didn't touch it, and then it formed itself magically into the calf. The kind of anger that comes upon someone who makes sacrifices for people that they don't know and then returns to find the people cursing the sacrifice and saying that the sacrifice is actually being spoken by demons. The words are coming from demons. The words are coming from her imagination. The words are coming from Satan. Satan is the master she is serving, so let me go and make videos about her and her other master. 
The kind of fury that boils up in that person after a certain length of time is well documented in the scriptures. And that is the thing that has not even come upon me when I'm angry, but that is what was coming upon me in this dream. And the Lord broke into the dream and he simply told me, Do you see? Now do you see? And the history behind that now do you see is that before I ever appeared online to write a single word of this blog, before I ever appeared on YouTube or any social media, the Lord basically said to me that you are going to an iron-hearted people who will not regard your words. They will not believe what you tell them because I have determined to destroy them. Those who accept the words will be so few as to be inconsequential. They will reject you and they will not receive what you are saying. And if anyone could go back and check my first videos, you will see that the difference in demeanor between now and then is night and day. Because I came out absolutely convinced and certain that if I could only show people from the word of God what the Lord has shown me for 10 years will come not only to America but to very many nations around the world. If I could only bring forth the truth, I believed that people would value this truth, that they would say thank God that he remembered us and he sent somebody to talk to us so that we could put on the sackcloth that great sin requires. Great sin cannot be repented of by simply saying, Oh God, forgive me. I see many people, they write that in their comments. And you may be initially pricked when you hear these words. But if you do not actually go to your prayer closet and begin to wash out your robe before the Holy Spirit until you can feel that weight leaving you, whether it is something from 30 years ago or something just from three weeks ago, this public outcry will not do much for you because that is not how we repent. We repent in the prayer closet. He said, go into your closet where nobody sees you except your father and there make your prayers and your petitions to your God. It was my belief that no one could hear these prophetic words and scorn them. It was my faith that if, Lord, give me a chance with them, just give me a chance with them. Once I open the scriptures that you have given me, and once I show them as you have shown me, there's absolutely no way that those with young, those with children, and even those who are single will hear these things and say, it is not so. The Lord has not spoken. This is lies breathed of the dragon. People have blasphemed the Holy Spirit by saying that the things the Holy Spirit says he will do are of Satan. And I do not know where there is a higher power that can dislodge that kind of sin from on a person who hears the Lord bringing forth his strong remonstrations and says, Satan speaks. So the Lord came to me in my sleep where I was hot with fury watching this dream that he was showing me and watching, showing me in the dream what is actually my daily experience. And he said to me, now do you see? 
Now do you finally understand what I told you from the beginning? They are exactly as I described them to you. Hard-hearted people who do not believe. Do not try to explain anything to them anymore. But absolutely stand back and let the judgment proceed against them. And when the Lord broke into my sleeping experience, I felt so much comfort from the mockery that I was watching taking place and from the armor-plated response that comes to this word. He said, stand back and never again get in the way of my judgments by responding to them, by trying to explain things to them, by trying to show them who I am, by trying to explain to them what my reasons are for doing what I say I will do. Stand back. And I felt this relief come on me because with his words came this understanding that it is not in my power to save people who do not want to be saved. It literally felt as if this massive weight was lifting off of me because God was bringing to my heart this understanding. And that understanding is this, that we all have the same opportunity when we stand before God. We all have the same chance. We all have the same opportunities to hear the message of salvation. We all have the same ears to understand how it is humility and an open heart that God loves. We all have the same chance to listen to teaching about what is the best way to approach God. What is the best way? What kind of attitude should we cultivate as a people to approach God in a way that pleases him? Is the way we want to approach God how God wants to be approached? Does not fire come out of the presence of God to consume those who approach him wrongly? Has he not always broken out against those who misuse the ark and misuse the testaments and misuse the very spirit of God? Has he not always broken out with plague or sent serpents to bite people who are poorly trained in understanding who God is? He was showing me they have had the same chances as all the peoples before them. And still, they don't know how to appease God's fury and God's anger. Whoever hates to be humble, there is no way forward for such people. They stumble themselves and they cut off their hope by their own words, their own actions, their own mockery, by pretending and asking questions that have a motive behind them pretending that they don't understand so that the word must be repeated to them a third and a fourth and a fifth time, not because they don't understand, but because they will not agree in their hearts with what is spoken. And so the Lord was showing that obstinacy and unbelief is what destroys the chances of a man and a woman to ever receive reprieve from God. Reprieve is when you have done something and you deserve punishment for it. And then one who has the power to bring the punishment because you have shown contrition, that is heartbrokenness over your own condition. Heartbrokenness, first of all, over 
look at what I have done, and then heartbrokenness over how could I do this? And you then cry out to God concerning the wretchedness of your own condition. And this in turn breaks God's heart. And then he shows mercy, like he showed to Hezekiah and gave him 15 more years. We stumble ourselves by mockery, by the words that we speak, by being unbelieving when God says something and goes like, I'm not, I don't see how this can happen and I don't see how this is God. These words bring judgment. And he said to me again, stand back and allow this judgment and never reach out again to try and convince the holdouts. When you speak, leave it there. Let it be. Let them alone. Whether they heard you or they didn't hear you, whether they accept what you say, or they accuse you of corruption, hatred, of judging them, leave them alone. In a very short time, indeed, there will be greater problems afoot. They will lose everything. The government is preparing to make an announcement that there is nothing on the U.S. balance sheets. The government knows that there is nothing and they know that the USA is broke. They will dissolve paper money and the US dollar will cease, cease to be the reserve of the world. It will go into obscurity and become useless in the end. Focus on your own life and do not try to rescue anyone anymore. And so I was dismayed when I heard the Lord say that the government is preparing to make an announcement concerning banks. And as I was feeling this distress and having questions about what this means in my own heart, I saw the U.S. dollar before me and it was made of solid silver. So it's the dollar symbol like this and it was made of silver, very thick and heavy silver. The, the motif was made of thick and heavy silver. And it was dissolving right in front of me. It was as if someone was pouring a very strong acid on this metal so that it began to burn and smoke, and yet there was no fire. I don't know if you've ever seen what happens to a metal when you pour, I guess you know, science experiments, sulfuric acid or some kind of acid on it, and it's stronger than the metal. The metal begins to smoke like that but it doesn't burn with a flame that's what i saw it was dissolving and it was eating away from the edges and i truly was filled with dismay watching the u.s dollar sign in silver smoking and dissolving until it completely dissolved away and the lord began to speak to me and say celestial do not be dismayed but i cried out in the dream and i said lord all my all my labor will dissolve away I had hoped to have something in life, Lord, but it will be taken away. And the Lord said, money will be in the cloud. It will not be gone. You will just never touch real money again, but it will still be there. Everyone will be bankrupt in that sense, meaning inability to touch real money. He said everyone will be bankrupt in that sense when their money is converted to central bank digital currency without their consent. 
The banks have nothing on the balance sheet, and very soon they will have to confess it. America will experience, experience systemic bank failure and see a collapse of her money system. But I will care for you. Do not be afraid. I am the Lord. I will look after you. And he said a few other things that I will not say here. And so here is the dream that I was watching when I was angry. I dreamt that I was in this huge school gym. Now, I'm not saying it was a school gym. It just looked like a school gym. But it also looked like these very big convention centers where they get together to to show the very latest in scientific and technological innovation. You know, I've never been to one of those things, but I've seen them on TV where they rent these massive halls and then there's booths in them and everyone is showing off the new robot arm or the new technology. It was like that. So I was browsing in this room, but I don't know what they were exhibiting. I cannot remember a single thing that I saw in the stream that was in that convention hall. So I was just going from booth to booth and looking at very curious things, but I can't, I can't recall now what was there. I think God just doesn't want me to remember it. And then suddenly I looked at the top of the hall. For some reason, my eyes were lifted to the top of the hall, and I saw the U.S. dollar symbol, and it was being doused with so much water. So the, the symbol was there again at the top of the hall, and yet water was pouring on it and starting to flood the dollar. And it looked like someone was trying to drown the U.S. dollar. And from the looks of it, whoever was trying to douse the dollar was succeeding. So the dollar was being drowned. And I've spoken of this drowning in the prophecy underwater, where I said that the Lord just showed me a clear white bathroom, just an empty bathroom. And when I saw that vision, the water was already more than halfway. So the water had already come up from the floor, it had covered the tub, it had covered the toilet, and it was creeping up the walls. And the Lord was saying in that dream that the U.S. financial system is going to be completely drowned. The stock market will be drowned. Everything that relates to money, even the people who do the credit rating agencies, anything that is linked to the U.S. financial system is going to be completely drowned. And in that dream, which was last year sometime, uh, the Lord said that very soon we would not be able to withdraw money from the banks, that we would lose the privilege of ATMs and PIN numbers and user privacy and something like that. And so I will leave that prophecy below. It's a written prophecy and it's also a video, so I've already covered that. But in addition to the water drowning the dollar, the dollar was also smoking like acid, just like it was when God was comforting me. And I said I saw the dollar smoking while he was talking to me. And The Spirit of the Lord came on me when I was at that convention. So the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, and I began to prophesy in that dream about the collapse of the U.S. dollar. I began to prophesy and talk about the coming changes to money. And in the dream, just like in real life, people began to mock me. They began to rebuke me. They said, there she goes again. And they walked by and they shook their heads like, when are you going to stop this? When are you going to cease from this that you do? And as I was pointing to the air, to the dollar that I saw drowning, as I was pointing to the dollar that I saw being eaten away by acid, eaten away by acid and drowning at the same time, nobody saw anything. So 
they only saw me and they were saying, why does she do these things? Why does she do these things? And I was describing what I was seeing. But they were saying, be quiet, Cassandra. Cassandra is a prophetess from mythology. It, it's, she's not even mythology. She's a real person. Cassandra, I think, lived in the kingdom of Troy. I think Troy was a Greek city or something like that. And Cassandra basically interacted with not the Nephilim, but she interacted with the, the fallen angels at that time who used to present themselves as gods, the gods of Olympus, Zeus, and um, all the rest of them, Hera, all of them. These things are all the fallen appearing male and female, and they have always involved themselves in, in, the, in, in the lives of human beings. So Cassandra said that she wanted the power to prophesy, and she consorted with one of the gods who was in love with her, and wanted to mate with her, which is what the fallen always did in those days. And so Cassandra made the deal that she would receive the power of prophecy, and then when it came time to mate with this fallen one, she refused to go through with her part of the deal. And so the fallen one cursed her, and the curse he placed upon her is that you will prophesy accurately, and you will speak things that are true, but men will never believe you. And this goes to show the heart of Satan. It is the great desire of Satan. For Satan cannot block true messages, but it is the great desire of Satan to see people destroy it because they cannot perceive true prophecy. Satan loves, because Satan served God for millennia. We have no idea how long the fallen ones were in the presence of Elohim himself, before they were cast out. So Satan can instantly recognize true prophecy, and he will fight that person and attack that person using the mouths of those who cannot. Satan loves to watch the people that true prophecy is supposed to save, protect, warn, and draw away from hell. He loves to watch them call it false. It is one of his greatest joys to see the true word of God, to see the people who speak it being hung and being burned and being put in jail forever and being crucified and being mocked. So Cassandra's curse was that she would prophesy the truth and then people would mock her and say, oh, Cassandra. And then her prophecy would come true and the people who said, oh, Cassandra, would suffer because of Cassandra's prophecy. In the dream, this is what Americans were saying to me. Be quiet, Cassandra. There she goes again, Cassandra. And so, they were walking by and saying things like, why would the dollar ever fail when everyone uses it? They walked by and said things like, she just says these things for attention, you know? They walked by and said things like, She's been saying this stuff for a long time, but nothing ever happens. That's my problem with believing her. And they just had this offhand, very casual and dismissive manner, as if I was not a person standing there that could hear what they were saying. Some people walked by and they laughed. Some people walked by and they looked at me with pity. And as this was happening that I've gone through for many years, I became so angry. Not angry because I received the word of the Lord, but angry at having to deal. 
with hard-hearted people, trying to show them compassion, trying to show them who God really is, how to serve him, warning and warning only to be ridiculed. And my anger was hot in that dream, and that's when the Lord broke into the dream sequence, and his words were like water pouring on fire that was in my heart. He said there is nothing on the U.S. balance sheet, Celestial. There's absolutely nothing. It is naked and empty, and soon the government will have to confess. They're having meetings about it right now in secret about how to navigate a coming dollar crisis in which everything will collapse. There will be an epicenter of failure, one of the big banks, and after that, one by one, they will all collapse. And I will just stop here briefly to remind us of a prophecy that I made. I received the prophecy when um, I think I was still on break. I received the prophecy on January the 25th or January the 26th. Just a moment, please. Yes, it was January 26, 2023. And the title of this word is U.S. Economic Crash Worse Than 2008. And it was a series of two dreams that the Lord showed me. And at that time, I did not think that I was coming back to this work. And so I simply marked the dream. I wrote it down. And I just thought it was FYI, Celestial. But the Lord began to press on my heart and tell me things like this need to come out. And in this dream, it was a very massive company that I saw. I saw a company that was so extravagant. It, it had so much largesse that I said the executives used to do base jumping from the top. Um, the building was in the middle of the fancy buildings, the extremely wealthy sector in the middle of Manhattan. And I said that I had a friend who worked in this building. And in real life, that friend has never been to the United States. I said that this man does not consider this a place that he would come and relocate to or raise his family here. So uh, this person does do high interest um, international banking stuff. But in the dream, God placed that guy here. And he was saying to me, you know, Celestial, we're recruiting consultants. We have short-term work. So we're hiring. We're in a hiring season. And I think that you should apply. I think that you would get taken. And um, even if it's a short season that you work, even if you work for just 12 months, he told me that the amount of money you will make in this establishment will be well worth it. So long story short, even though I don't have experience in that sector at all, I went for the interview and I got hired on my first day of work. I was coming in and I was seeing the executives base jumping in the middle of Manhattan in suits and they were landing in control, you know, pulling those things and they were landing in like a little landing pad and they had these, you know, celebrity trainers that were helping them come in and saying, you know, good job, Jared. And they were doing the most these people had truffles inside this company. You know, the secretaries of the bosses would be wearing modest pearl earrings and pearl, pearl necklaces. And I said that the standard of dressing alone, the standard of presentation in the company was so high and so stiff that it would intimidate anyone with a weak self-esteem. They would bring out these silver trolleys and, and have treats going between the desks. You know, we had every ambience. We were forced to take breaks, and the break rooms were places where you could put these headsets on and take yourself off into a meditation zone or, you know, just, it was just so opulent. And I, and I said that even though I was working there, I was totally stunned 
Who can afford this kind of stuff that even the lowest people who, who bring the mail, you know, and bring and take your tea order and your chai order, they were well off. They were better paid than other people in other sectors. And so that company crashed. That company experienced a huge and massive crash, and we were all terrified, and they took us to secret meetings upstairs. People were fired summarily. I said in that dream that I saw that our desks were cleared out by security. The entire building was locked. They only left one exit. They took our stuff down to the foyer and just threw it there. People were in a panic trying to find their car keys and their purses because they were telling us you have a limited time to get your stuff and get out of here. Anybody who leaves anything here, that stuff will be destroyed. And when we came out, I saw that many of the other large buildings in that sector had also suffered the same devastating crash. And a few days after that, I think the banks started going local. And anyway, um, the Lord has said that too big to fail will fail. Just a moment, please. The Lord has said that too big to fail will fail. He said that too big to fail is a lie that America created because America has an ingrained expectation that the government will look after her, that the government will take care of her, that the government will not let the financial sector fail because, of course, the government knows that if the financial sector fails, it will be devastating for every single person here in America and around the world. In that same dream, worse than 2008, I saw that in a South American country, a mining operation was impacted so badly that the foreign investors who were in that country pulled out without warning. They literally just took the useful machinery, the useful stuff, and they flew out without a word, without a care for the workers. And they left the foreman, who was also from that country, to explain to the workers that you are totally out of luck. You are fired without notice, fired without anything. And the people couldn't process what they were saying. They were saying, no, um, if the employer doesn't have money now, we're willing to work. And then later, when, when the employer is in a better position, then the employer can pay us. And the foreman was trying to tell them, no, it's the recession the company is dissolved. There is no work. But these men started to cry. And when they were wailing, the foreman just said to them, all right, we're open. Go up into the mine and work because he wasn't able to handle the fact that they would not accept a sudden destruction of the world economy. So people outside are going to suffer. I've been saying this since the 2018 dreams that God showed me that the U.S. dollar will be devalued by 60%. And I said that fomented rage against the United States, the prophecy is called money down the drain. I saw that people were spitting at U.S. businesses overseas, that they were so angry. They were burning the U.S. flag. There was so much rage because whatever it is that America does, which I may not understand in detail, it created instant and overnight paupers around the world. And the recent prophetic word that the Lord has brought is that, an economy, for instance, like Zimbabwe, that is fully dependent. They do not have their own currency anymore. Their currency completely inflated itself out of existence. They do not use that money anymore. They are using the U.S. dollar, not the Zimbabwe dollar. And the Lord said to me, daughter, can you imagine how much worse it will be for a, com a country fully dependent on a currency that doesn't belong to them? What will happen when this currency for America now goes up in smoke. He said it will become horrible for a nation that has already endured.
much financial horror as it is. And so that big company that I was seeing is one of the too big to fail. Too big to fail will fail. And the Lord said that the government is meeting right now in secret, trying to navigate this coming dollar crisis in which everything will collapse. He said there will be an epicenter of failure. That epicenter of failure is going to be one of the big banks, one of the untouchables, one of the ones who the American psyche and mindset will will simply say this is not possible. Obviously, we believe in the free market system, bad businesses should go out of business, but but not this business, not not this one. You have to bail this out because maybe 40 million of us bank with this one. One of the big banks will be the center, the trigger point of what is coming. And then he said that after that, all of them will collapse. America will be like a third world nation. And you do not stand in the way of my judgments anymore. Do not explain anything to them anymore. Do not try to make them see. Stand back and I will avenge myself on America. I will do everything that I have promised. And nothing shall be held back or prevented from happening to them anymore. Did I not tell you about them? Did I not warn you how they are? Step back and do not answer them. Let them say whatever they want. But my judgments will be fulfilled against them in one day. And to anyone who knows scripture, you know that the only nation against which all judgments are fulfilled in a single day is the one called Mystery Babylon that can be studied at your leisure in Revelation chapter 18. And so this is the word that the Lord gave me, April 9, 2023. The collapse is coming that to a people who refused to heed the true word of God, because the true word of God is constantly being compared to the false prophecy that flourishes out there in the greater YouTube sphere. The true word of God is constantly being rebuked, mocked, questioned. Why don't you say the same things that so-and-so says and sir and sir says? So the plate, I spoke of it recently, the plate is being withdrawn. The ability to remonstrate, to say, why don't you see? Why won't you listen? Why won't you listen when the word is brought? Why won't you listen when the scriptures are read and they are opened to you in a way that your pastors never loved you enough to give you? The pastors never washed you with the word the way God is washing you here. The pastors never showed you the flip side and the other side of different scriptures, but the Holy Spirit has empowered one to do it here, to wash you so that you can be clean. But this is Cassandra's channel. So God is pulling away the plate. And the word to the righteous is this. The Lord said this morning as I was making my way to service, many things happened today. It was a day of severe grief for me. But as I said, I'm glad that God squeezed the grief out of me so that I can be composed and able to do the work when the work is required. The word to the righteous was simply this. Say to the righteous, it is well with them. But within that came many understandings that the righteous should not be unaware of. To the righteous, it is well with you if you don't make it to the final end, at least alive in this body. 
It is still well with you. He still loves you. To the righteous who must go through the trials and the testings and the fires and the floods and the storms and the watching many terrible things come upon the earth, he is still with you. It is well with you. It is well with you when the sun is shining on us now and we still are connected and we have the grid up. It is not well to us to be deceived and think that we are in the tribulation when we are still able to click buttons and order pizza to the house. That is not well. That is deception. It is well to those who know the time, who know the hour. It is well with you when you pray and the Lord says the same things to you as he says to me, but he strengthens you in the inner core and you can still say, yes, Lord, amen. You are righteous. I will not give your glory to the elites. I will not give your glory to, to um, human beings. I will still honor you. It is well with us when he saves you. It is well with the righteous when Hebrews 11 happens to them in the first part. And it is still well with the righteous if you happen to suffer the pains of the second part of Hebrews 11. It is the same God who still loves you. It is well with the righteous when you listen to the prophecies and God assures you she's not talking to you. When the Holy Spirit gives you the assurance, I don't mean you. It is well with you. It is also well with you if you listen to the prophecies and you know you are the one who needs to get it together. God is patient and as long as it remains day. He will wait for you. So it is well with you as you strive to make your way back to the master's house. It is well with you doesn't just mean that it's going to go perfect and you don't have to fear anything. There will be many things that will confront us. There will be things that you will say, Lord, I don't have faith for this. I don't have faith for this. What my eyes are seeing walking in the street, I don't have the capacity and he will help you. That's how it will be well with you. It is well with the righteous. Meaning that when Ezekiel 9 begins to take place in all nations and the six men are called, God will mark you. And then when the other five begin to follow after the one who marks the righteous, the sword, the axe, and the calamity may not touch you. It is well with you. I'm Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me. Thank you to those who support this ministry. Thank you to those who are a blessing to me. I pray that the Lord will receive your sacrifice and will return your gifts to you. Thank you to those who believe this ministry. You have not believed unto futility. You have believed unto the saving of your soul, you and your children and your family. If you share and it is not received, it is not your fault. It is the times that we are in. It is the mystery of lawlessness. It is the iniquity inside people. And so, until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me once again on my YouTube and Rumble channels. Today is April the 18th of 2023, and I'd like to share another word with you from the Lord today. This word today will encourage those who have been praying for their loved ones, for their households, for their wayward children, 
and will encourage us that our efforts to teach them about the ways of the Lord will bring forth fruit. This word today is titled, Watchman on the Walls. I'll begin by reading scripture. Ezekiel 3, verses 17 through 21. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to a wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not warn him or speak out to dissuade him from his evil ways in order to save his life, that wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the righteous man not to sin, and he does not sin, he will surely live because he took warning, and you will have saved yourself. This word, of course, was given to the prophet Ezekiel. The Lord had called him as a prophet to the nation of Israel. And his responsibility was to direct the people, to warn them of the consequences of wrong choices and of not honoring the Lord. And though we may not be prophets to the nations, we are prophets to our own households. We are the voice God has chosen to train our children up in the things of the Lord, as well as to keep watch over our households to protect them from the enemy's schemes. I hope you will be blessed as you hear this word today. I'll begin reading. I am opening the eyes of those who could not see how my plan to reach the nations fits together, says the Lord. Soon the revelation will be released, and these shall seek to understand how the puzzle pieces fit together. I will make the way clear, and I will make you ready. You will be equipped for the position you are to be placed in. And just as a puzzle piece is lifted up, moved, and fitted perfectly into place, each one shall be lifted up and placed tightly into the exact place prepared for them. The time is short, and I am speeding up my coming to the nations and putting the pieces to the puzzle together and placing those into the position of ministry I have ordained for them. As the puzzle is completed, the Lord shall appear to those who have longed for his coming, and they shall join with him to take the nations and the nations shall be trampled. The grapes shall be thrown into the winepress and crushed. This is the day of the harvest of the earth. Whatever a man has sown, he shall reap. If he has sown discord, he shall reap havoc. If he has sown the good seed of the gospel, he shall reap an abundant harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, for God cannot be mocked. Everyone will get his just reward. 
in the ministry I have prepared, all loose ends shall be tied up, and every need shall be taken care of. It will be supplied by your heavenly Father. I am able to do all things, to hold all things together, and to cause you to prosper. And in this day you will prosper, says the Lord, for an abundance of riches from my storehouses are about to be released into your households, and your sons and your daughters shall prosper and be in good health, and they shall enter into the fullness that is prepared for them. Each one of them is precious to me. They will no longer wander in a desert land. They will no longer be outcasts, but they shall prosper and live in abundance in the land that I am taking them into. For those who have been faithful to train them up in the way that they should go, a reward is forthcoming, and it shall be great. For you have prevailed over the enemy and taken the ground and have not backed down. There is a sound in the heavens, the sound of heavy rains, the sound of hoofbeats. There is a well deep within you. Draw from this well and you shall never go thirsty. For this is a well of living water that never runs dry. This well is about to gush forth from deep within, and it is about to spill forth out and onto those around you. It shall wet the dry ground, filling in with silt the cracks in the hardened earth. It shall bring healing into the lives of those around you. Your children shall receive these healing waters, and they shall drink of the life that flows forth and they shall be raised up as from dead into everlasting life. They shall be blessed abundantly by this constant flow that flows forth from within you. I am about to bless your households in a way unseen or known of. I am about to release abundant rains into your households, and every dry plant shall spring to life. Every gifting that has been planted into the lives of those in your household shall flourish and bear fruit. Those who have sown in tears shall reap in joy. I am setting watchmen on the walls, says the Lord, and posting you upon the walls around your household. I am equipping you with every piece of ammunition you will need to ward off enemy intruders, those who come to sow discord. You will be equipped with every weapon available, and not one of the enemy's messengers will be able to penetrate the walls of protection I am surrounding this place with. For this place shall be used greatly of the Lord, and no foul thing will enter its sphere of influence. I am sending many into this place, this haven prepared, this place of refuge for those being ushered into the kingdom of God. The Lord is telling us in this word 
that he is releasing an abundance of riches from his storehouses into our households. My interpretation was that he was referring to our homes and to our sons and daughters who are under our care. But this word can be extended to the church as a whole, to God's household. But however we interpret it, the Lord is encouraging us that we will see fruit from our labors as we continue to teach and train and admonish those who are under our care. The Lord is releasing rains upon the earth and healing waters that will raise those who've been dead to life, those who have wandered away from the faith, those who are experiencing deadness of heart, and they will be raised up into everlasting life. The Lord is bringing a harvest in from the earth, and yes, whatever a man has sown, he will reap. And so what we have sown into the lives of our children, into the lives of those who are under our authority, we will see good fruit and a harvest of souls coming into the kingdom of God. The Lord has called us to be watchmen on the walls, to take our position, to ward off the enemy and intruders, He has called us to stand and to protect that which belongs to him. For he is preparing a haven, a place of refuge for those coming into the kingdom of God. May we take our places and be ready and equipped for God's movement forward in these things. May we continue to be faithful, to speak his word to teach his ways, to counsel and warn those who need to change their ways. And though their choice may be the wrong choice, we will have done our part in the ministry the Lord has called us to. May the Lord open our eyes to see and understand his plan of action in this day. And we can see The children need protection because the enemy has come with an onslaught against them. And so our households are being bombarded with ungodliness. But I pray the Lord will strengthen us and encourage us to fight against it and use the ammunition he has given us to ward the enemy off. May he fill us with his holy boldness. And may his plan go forth to reach the nation. I hope this word today will encourage you that you have an integral part to play. That you are a puzzle piece that the Lord wants to fit exactly into the right place. May he enrich us all with his favor. May the Lord bless each one of you hearing this word today. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again the next time in the next video. Have a great afternoon. Bye for now.
Okay, guys, so I'm back. The Lord put it on my heart to do the April prophecies now, all in one. Um, a lot has come true, true this week, so I guess that's, that's why he wants me to do this. But um, I claim that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I also claim that he's God, um, and he came to earth um, as a man in the flesh, and he died on the cross and shed his blood, rose on the third day. Ignore the telegram and the WhatsApp people because they're trying to scam you. Okay, <clears throat> April 1st, 2023, Colossians 2.11. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And Jesus saves just got a word on circumcision, guys. So that was pretty cool. It was like a revelation for her. Philippians 1.7, just as it is right for me to thank this of you all because I have you in my heart and as much as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. John 3.7, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. 1 Peter 2.4, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Ezra 111, all the articles of gold and silver were 5,400. All these Chesabar took with the captives who were brought from Babylon to Jerusalem. Esther 6.5, the king's servant said to him, Haman is there standing in the court, and the king said, let him come in. Jude 1.4, for certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Job 2.3 Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, and he still and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's the message. Ships, my child, ships are going to surround our borders. They have been testing the waters. Don't be fooled. They have designed everything to keep you looking away from me. They are callous and rude, and their demeanor disgusts me. Do you know what happens after the ships? War breaks out. Chaos and destruction, and it's all coming. Some of you are still consisting. Nothing is happening all around you. Some of you just resist my existence. Oh, wake up, O oh sleeper, I'm coming, and if you are not awake, you will miss my arrival. It's going to come like a thief in the night, and peace and safety will be called, and destruction will come upon the whole world. <clears throat> my words are prophesied in part, and my chosen ones are relaying my messages. My chosen ones are spreading the gospel. My chosen ones are offering care to their neighbor. They are praying for their neighbor. They love their neighbor. My chosen ones truly love me. They look up and they are anticipating my arrival. They are excited for my arrival. Oh, how I love them. You can be chosen. Just believe and trust in me. Give me your heart and I will save you. Navy ships will make their way to the coast. Obama has ordered more destruction and chaos and derailments. Massachusetts flooding will shut down the metro system. Burning in Colorado and protests for gay rights. Oh, children, this world is over. My patience is over. Ridiculing and scoffing no more. Your fate has been sealed. The ones you know who you are. Your hearts are hardened and you will never come to me. Unfortunately, destruction is what you seek <clears throat> and the only thing you will receive. I gave you chance after chance to repent and come to me. 
but instead you mock your neighbor and you scoff at my anointed one. There are many speaking in my name, but not all are from me. Do they share the good news and tell you to repent and believe in me, or do they only speak my wrath? I am gentle, I am kind, and I am loving. I wish for not one to perish. I come back like a lion, and my wrath will come upon this earth, but my love and truth of the gospel but my love and truth of the gospel, truth that I died for you, will be preached to all nations. If they don't confess the love I have for my children and repentance, they are not of me. If they don't claim that I died for them and shed my blood on a cross for them and rose on the third day, they are not of me. Oh, how shameful.